Well, I'm blessed today to get to bring the word. And I have one of my favorite people sitting right here to protect me. <laughs> He's a prayer warrior, and I've asked he and his sister to do something special for me today. But I'm excited about today because we've been singing about Jesus and about how good he is and how, how wonderful he is. And You know, we take communion and many times we, we think about our sin, which we should, but I think the Lord wants you to hear a word today. He didn't save you from sin. He saved you unto righteousness and holiness and heaven. Let's think that way. That's how we overcome and I'm going to try to combine the natural and the supernatural in a story. And uh, as I was just thinking, the Lord reminded me of uh, when I was uh, a principal in Harrisburg a number of years ago. And they started a girls basketball team. And my daughter was on the team. My nieces were on the team. And, and they had a lady teaching it. I'm not opposed to ladies, but she didn't know as much about basketball as the hog knows about teaching Sunday school. She was dense. So I went to the, to the athletic director, and I said, can I get that light turned off? It's blinding me. That big one right there. And so I said to the athletic director, hey, if you're going to have a program the least you can do is get somebody that knows what they're doing. He looked at me and says, put up or shut up. <laughs> well, the ball's in my court. And you know, I think sometimes as Christians, we get plain about things. And I think the Holy Spirit says to you, put up or shut up. Either you put it up or shut up. And he so, but he's not going to leave it there. So I said, okay, let me talk to the girls. So I talked to the girls and I said, okay, I don't coach girls. I coach basketball players. Now, if you want me to coach you, I'm going to coach you as a basketball coach. I'm going to teach you things that you don't know. But here's the deal. Your daddies are not your coach anymore. I'm your coach. And the only voice you hear is mine. And I'm going to tell you things you don't think you can do. But I better never hear the word I can't. Because that's not part of our vocabulary. Because you can, because I'm going to teach you how. Now, we're going to work hard. We're going to work hard every day. Now, you got to, I, I back up a little bit. This was a Christmas vacation. Basketball had already started then won a game. In fact, that he come close to winning a game. And so I said, okay, we're going to practice every day, Christmas vacation. And this is what we're going to do. Now, girls, will you buy into this or not? Just say, if you say no, I'm out. You say yes, then you're mine for the next three months. He said, we'll do it. So we started out. I said, girls, one of the most important things I'm going to teach you is how to rebound. Because you know, even in the professional ranks, 53% of the shots miss at the best. In college it goes down, in high school it goes down. So, 
If you can get the rebound, you're closer to the basket. And that shot has a lot better chance of going in. So we worked on rebounding. And we worked hard on rebounding. And I said, now look, you have learned a lot of bad habits. We've got to unlearn them. Now the Holy Spirit would say to you, you have learned a lot of bad habits. He wants to unwind them to you. You've been told you can't lay hands on the sick and they recover. That's a lie. The Word says you can, but he's going to teach you if you will let him be your coach. So I was the coach, and we worked on rebounding. We worked hard on rebounding. Now to rebound, you have to have your feet, a base, solid. You have your knees bent. You can't stand straight up. You have your knees bent. You have your hands up, and your eyes are up there. You never look at your opponent. You're looking there. You watch the ball, the trajectory, and you get there, and you get in front of him, and you have the ball. And then you're right, there's the basket, put it in. Now these girls could not throw the ball in the ocean from further than three feet out. <laughs> so we had to learn to rebound. Now some of them thought they could. They're, no, we don't do that. We get the ball and we shoot it right. We did it over. We'd practice three to four hours a day all Christmas vacation. Sometimes I thought, oh boy. <laughs> I think that's how the Holy Spirit thinks about us. And, oh boy, I've tried so hard and they're not listening. But you remember this. They heard my voice. Those girls were convinced, finally, if we listen, we'll be successful. So, we prayed hard, we worked hard. I even had the dads say, there may be hope. Well, I knew there was hope, because you know, Michelangelo had a huge slab of marble, and uh, he made a statue of King David. And they asked him, said, how did you know what to do? And he said, well, King David was in there all the time. I just chipped away the parts that didn't belong. Think about that. Your coach, the Holy Spirit, sees Christ in you. Is that not true? Is his job not to make us into the image of God, into the image? So what's he do? He just chips away some of these things that don't belong. Because he doesn't see you as you are. I want to tell you some good news. God doesn't see you where you are or where you've been. He sees you where he's taking you. That's why when we take communion, we say, Lord, I'm going there. I've been there. I didn't like that. I'm going this direction. I'm going to let you chip away all the stuff. What do you have to chip away at? Well, the same thing I chipped away with the girls. Bad habits. Bad habits. And replace them with the right habits. So we worked and worked and worked on rebounding. Then I said, okay, now you never play basketball with your legs not bent. And your base is solid. And you always keep your eye on the goal. If you see the goal, you see everything on both sides of the curve. If you're looking this way, you miss stuff going over here. Many times Satan tries to say, look over here. And you miss what God's doing over here. I was at a conference, and uh, the Lord taught me a good lesson. 
this when all the hollering and running and laughing and leaping and which I was not used to was going on. And uh, Pastor John wanted us to go to a conference, went to a conference in Florida. And uh, yeah, I was, uh, when I was little, I was raised in a, the old Pentecostal thing and I didn't like it then. And uh, I walked away and I was 43 before the Lord pursued me and found me. But all was going on, I thought, this, I, I told Pastor John, give him my ticket, I'm going home. But I was looking at this group, we met, it was, I said, that cannot be God. I don't, God wouldn't act that way. And, and Pastor John said, sit down and shut up. <laughs> well, I'm obedient. I sat down and shut up, and the Lord began to speak to me. So who do you think you are? I said, well, Lord, Lord that's not you. That, he said, you've discerned that right, that's not me. But at least they're trying to get close to me. And here you're nothing but a fall finder. Look over there. I look over. Here was Marilyn Hickey, Richard Roberts, all these big, what I call the big guns over here. Man, they were worshiping. They were laying on the floor and they were praising. He said, that's the real thing. Keep your eye over there. I want to tell you, keep your eye on the real thing. Keep your eye on Jesus. Keep your eye on what he said. He, he wants to take you places you've never been before, guaranteed. But you have, to, you have to cooperate. You have to hear his voice. What does he say? My sheep, what? My sheep hear my voice. person said, I never hear God. I said, then you're not one of his sheep. Get saved. That's a good place to start. Hear his voice. He's talking all the time. You know, his, it's... Our, our uh, receptors many times are not on. He's always speaking to us. So I told the girls, I said, now look, we're going to help each other individually. And I said, girl, I want to tell you something. I don't want you to get the big head or, or be, I'm not putting you down. I'm saying, individually, we're not very good. But as a team, we're going to be great because we're going to help one another. Where one is weak, the other is going to help them. So I said, now here's what we do. When the other team is dribbling the ball and coming down, you're going to be here, but you're going to come running this way. They're not expecting you. And they're going to pick the ball up. And then over here, you're going to move over to this spot. Because they're going to throw it that direction. You see, I had scouted these teams. I knew their plays about as well as they did. So I said, girls, when you see the girl do this, they're going to do that. They believed me. The girls believed me. So we had the team that was good. We just started. Here's where you just started. So I said, now, okay. What we need to do is frustrate them. And the way we're going to do it, we're going to intercept the ball. And we're going to go down and make lay-ins. Because when you intercept the ball, you've got a, a breakaway. Okay. Sure enough, they threw the ball. My little girl steps in front, takes the ball, throws it. Gonna, and the coach now is yelling at their team. You know, Satan yells at his team. He's got you signed to you. You fake him out. And you make a, you get blessed. And you go to the, your knees in prayer and watch what the Holy Spirit does. 
And I think he says, I thought I told you to do that. You did. Well, anyway, that's how he talked to his guys. That's how we talked to our guys. So we went, went ahead and played. First game after Christmas break, we won it. You would have thought we'd won the NBA championship. <laughs> I think even had dads crying. I don't know. They'd never seen anything like it. We won the second one. We won the third one. We won 11 in a row. Went to the, we got into the district tournament. We had to beat a team that had a girl. We, we, well, her name was Alice, but she was 6'2". My tallest girl was 5'6". And they used to, so they got talking about how big this girl was. I said, girls, one person can't beat us. We're a team. They're counting on her to beat us. One person can't beat us. We practice free throws. As a girls, if we don't miss our free throws and lands, nobody can beat us. So what I would do, I'd take the girls, run. I'd treat them like boys for conditioning. We'd run, run, then I'd make them shoot a free throw. If they missed it, we kept running. If they made it, they didn't have to run. And then the next one would take it. So we'd go around and we shot free throws and lay-ins, layups continually. We got into the district playoff with the big girl. My girls hit 28 out of 29 free throws. We won the tournament, we won it and went to the state tournament and took sixth place. Now, you said, why didn't you win it? Well, there were some really good players over there. <laughs> and there were, there were coaches over there that knew about it as much as I did. So. But anyway, we got everything out of those girls that I believe they could possibly be. But you see, I didn't see a bunch of young girls out there. I saw a basketball team. Your life, guys, if you're looking at it through your prism, you may see your mistakes, you may see your faults, you may see your failures. God doesn't do that. He says, I see you this way. You know, when you put on the full armor of God, which he tells us to do, and many of us don't, that's why we're getting beat up. He said, when they, when they lift, bend that little thing, I don't know if you've been through restoration or not, but they got this, Ed's got this uh, armor. So you lift that up and who do they see? They don't see you. They see me. Now, with these girls, we had our secret language. Because I tell girls, I don't want the other team to know what we're doing. So I'm going to give you a secret, this is a secret language. PMA, positive mental attitude. So when I say, they look like the PMA. That's all, oh, yes. Brings to remembrance. POG, play our game. Play our game. Don't play somebody else's game. Play our game. So if we'd start trying to run with the other team, which would, that was out of the question. I'd say, hey, Pog. Pog! Oh. Guess what? God's given us a secret language. When things go haywire, when we're out of sync, he says, 
If you don't know how to pray, pray in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit will teach you these things. You see, the Holy Spirit is the best coach ever. He had to coach Jesus. You don't believe me? Jesus was 30 years old when he got back, hadn't done a thing, but be a carpenter. He was a carpenter for 30 years. When the Holy Spirit came on him and started teaching him and showing him and telling what the Father was saying, just like he will us, that's when the miracles happen. Guys, that's when miracles happen in our life. You've got to get out of your comfort zone. Now, you say, what does this have to do with life? Well, those young ladies today, now that was in 1975. They have kids, still have grandkids. Boy, whew. <laughs> the Lord never ages. And they tell me a lot, so you know those things that you taught us, we're te we taught our kids how to think positive about themselves, how to not be down when something goes haywire. When you, when you run up against adversity, that's when you really go after it. And I thought, you know, I didn't realize then that I was teaching them biblical principles. Could I have the... See, see, Google doesn't like me and neither does Siri. They like Joshua and Jason, so I have to do it the hard way. Uh, Proverbs 3, 5. Now, this is the principle I was teaching those girls, but that was about me and not about the Lord, but it was a principle. Principles work. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. The next one says, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. That's a principle. I didn't realize I was teaching them that. Could I have Proverbs 24, 16? Now, what I would say, girls, if you're not making mistakes, you're not trying hard enough. If you're driven that ball and you don't kick it off your toe periodically, then you're not trying hard enough. I want you to push yourself. I want you to go beyond what you think you can do. Because if you don't fail, you will not grow. First person I laid hands on died. I was going to heal him. He died. Doesn't get much worse start than that. But I didn't quit. Because it says, for a righteous man falls seven times. Now, what do you have to be before you can fall? Righteous, right? You don't, if you're not righteous, you're already down for the count. You hadn't been born again. He said, a righteous man falls seven times and rises again. But the wicked will stumble into calamity. So we have to push ourselves if you do not see yourself as righteous, you won't get up. If you see yourself as just some old unworthy worm, that's an insult to what Jesus did. That's an insult to when we take communion. He didn't die for us to be beat up, broke, hurt, and sick. He said, you'll get up. 
Many of you haven't got up. You're staying down. Now, I'm going to... How do you rebound from a broken marriage? How do you rebound from a business failure? How do you rebound from a moral failure? How do you rebound from debt? How do you rebound from broken relationships? Hannah, I'm going to show you. You ready? Your knee, your feet have to be on the, on the solid. Your base is solid. Right? Your knees are bent. Remember I said when you, your knees are bent, your hands are up, and your eyes are up? Oops. <laughs> your knees are bent. Your eyes and your hands are up. And you're acknowledging, I'm in a position to rebound from every failure that the enemy's placed on me, Joshua. Now, everybody needs a Joshua. <laughs> Many times we're so far down, we can't get up by ourselves. I needed Joshua. This is a man of God. You need somebody. Who comes to your rescue? Don't tell me you're on top of the mountaintop all the time. Who's going to help you when you're down? You need somebody you can trust. I trust this man. I trust him with my heart, with my life, because I know him. Well, who do you know? Think, who do you know that can help you get up? Now, could I have 2 Corinthians 5.21? This is talking about Jesus. It's talking about you and me. He made him who knew no sin to be sent on our behalf that we might become the righteousness of God in him. All that's happening in your life, guys, if you're sold out to him, is the Holy Spirit's chipping away, just chipping away, chipping away. You know, I had a, uh, Ed, Ed Gillespie, you, you, many of you know him. He's not here today. He's at a, uh, function but he was the most kind gentle person and he, he's the one that started a restoration program here and God just spoke to him and he was so kind and so gentle and so loving I said Ed I went to him one day and I said Ed because I wasn't that way my counsel was admit it, quit it, forget it, next. <laughs> I mean, let's get on with the program. I don't, 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 but Ed would take hours and hours. So I went to him and said, Ed, I've got to have what you got. Would you, would you lay your hands on me and pray that I can become a more compassionate? I had sympathy, but I was not compassionate like I wanted to be. Would you? Excuse me, would you lay hands on me and impart 
the spirit of compassion that you have. He said, I will if you'll lay hands on me and impart to me some of your tenacity so I don't have to spend so many hours in here. <laughs> so we agreed. We agreed. We lay hands on each other and we, we compliment each other that he sends people to me, I send people to him because we know our strengths and our weaknesses. Guys, who do you go to? If you're trying to do it on your own, you lose. Simple as that. We're not made to be alone. We're made to be together. We're made to help one another. We're made to have empathy and love for one another. I want to encourage, I know that Pastor Joshua and Pastor Jason have been teaching on this, loving and being, but guys, it's got to go more than just the words. Every song we sang today was a prayer. It should be a prayer, not just a song we sing and forget it when we walk out of here. Could I have uh, number one? Let me get my little thingy. I've always wanted to do this. Got one of these little things? <laughs> well, I want to show you. This, this is how most Christians, I believe, see their life. Yeah, where it's, it's departmentalized, compartmentalized. And... Uh, yeah, God, you got your spot too. But, man, I'm in charge of all this. Or I said, oh, really? Okay, if that's what you want, you can have it. And we wonder, why in the world? So we have, we just nod to God on Sunday morning for an hour and a half, and the rest of the week, we're all into this. He has a better plan. Could I have number two? He wants to be there. And he wants to be involved in every area of your life. He will be if you will allow him. Guys, if he's not here, you're there. You're not a good God. You're not a good Holy Spirit. How many of you try to get your kids to do right because you want them to do right, and they look at you and go, you're just an old fuddy-duddy. But if he's here and they're there, God, get them. I plead the blood of Jesus over my family, over this son and daughter that's given me fits. I plead the blood of Jesus. You protected a home back in when the children of Israel come out of Egypt. They put the blood over their house. They were safe. Their kids were safe. Their cows were safe. Nothing was hurt because the blood protected them. I plead the blood. Please, well, that's silly. Okay. Keep, keep losing. <laughs> If you want to win, plead the blood. Use it. Use your faith. Well, you say, well, I tried that. No. You try spinach. You don't try God. You're into it or you're out of it. He is the final answer. Amen? Now, I know I don't know how to stop because there's a trap door right here. And with that, hits zero... But I've asked two of my very favorite people. I've watched these guys grow up. I've, I've watched their lives, watched their families. I love them. And I asked them to do me a favor. And they are. And you're going to be blessed. Then I'll come back.
I want, I want you to sing again, I'll tell you. Okay. But it, His unchanging grace, this is our solid rock. This is why we look up. He said, look up. Your redemption draw thine. Quit thinking back there. Quit thinking about what you were. Think about where He's taking you and what the joy that's going to be in your life, it'll change everything about you. It'll, it will enable you to put up with that cranky husband or that the wife that's in bugging. You know, one time, this has been a number of years ago, but I was praying, God, would you just change LaVita? By the way, <laughs> she's, she's sitting back there. God, would you change her? And the Lord said, would you let me change you? And I went, God, Lord, you don't need to do much there. I mean, after all, how can you change perfection? And he said, will you let me change you? I said, well, yes. It was amazing how good she got. I want to encourage you guys. Let him change you. He's the solid rock. The, the, I want you to sing the... Um, the third and the fourth let's see the second and the fourth verse now we're back to the Pentecostal now we'll do verse 2 and verse 4 okay can you do verse 2 I want you to listen to this then I want when they get to the end I want you to all stand up and let's just crescendo and we're, we're making the commitment we're standing right there as we do that okay I'll, I'll, when I do like this choir would you arise not, not yet okay go when darkness seems to hide his face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other Thank you so much. Been a pleasure.
was a, that was a good word. How many of you guys are encouraged? Hallelujah. Woo. And, and you notice he also finished at 1025 just to let me know that it could be done. The prayer servant team is coming forward, so if you need prayer, and you do need prayer, let me say it like this. The prayer servant team is coming forward for everyone who needs prayer. Come and receive it. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and may he cause his face to shine upon you. May he lift up his countenance upon you, and may he give you shalom. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful day.